Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to episode four of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. In our last episode, we gave listeners a crash course on how not to be a terrible wedding guest. If you missed it, you can find links to all our past shows on onefabday.com or subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, we'll be trying to answer one of the questions we get asked the most at One Fab Day. Why are weddings so expensive? To help us crack the case, we're going to be joined in studio by our special guest, Tara Fay of Xena Productions and the RTE show, My Big Day, Home or Away. I can't wait to hear what she's got to say. One Fab Day expert wedding tips. So in every episode of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, we make a little bit of room for a handy tip that will help make wedding planning a little bit easier for you. So Claire has got this week's tip and she's going to have to do some convincing uh, to get me on board. I think I can convince you. My tip this week is to do an engagement shoot with your wedding photographer. Okay, I need convincing. Okay, so... The reason why I think this is such a good idea is because on the day itself, it can be really awkward getting your photo taken, especially if you don't normally like it or you're not used to it. And having a shoot beforehand means you're totally at ease on the day. And say if you've only got 40 minutes to get a photo, you're at ease and you can get straight in and get some nice shots. That's the one thing I can get on board with with engagement shoots. It does give you time to build up a rapport with the photographer. Yeah. And you have some gorgeous photos in your normal everyday duds. Which you're totally going to frame put on your wall? Sure. <laughs> sure. I just find that there's a lot of cliff edges going on there's in the engagement of, shoot world. Yeah, a lot of beaches, a lot of forests. But you can be really creative with it and just head somewhere that you and your other half hang out usually or you can have it at home. I guess you can put your own spin in it and make it slightly less cringe. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Now, research tells us that the average wedding in Ireland costs €31,000, which is a number that makes me a little bit nervous and potentially makes you a little bit nervous as well. So today on the podcast, we want to tackle that head on and talk about the cost of weddings and how we can justify the cost of weddings and how you can get the most bang for your buck as well. So to help us do that, we're joined in the studio by Tara Fay, Bespoke Events Planner. Thanks for coming in, Tara. Thank you. Now, one of the things that I have to tackle straight away on this topic is something that drives me mad. And I hear a lot from couples is this myth that when you're getting married and you're trying to book something, they slap on an extra zero. Have you heard this, Claire? Yes, a lot of brides say this to us all the time. And yeah, it's another one that kind of grinds my gears because it's just not true. Would you agree, Tara? No, I think people do have a misconception around weddings that as soon as you mention the word wedding, the cost sort of escalates uh, astronomically. And it's not true. I mean, I understand why people like, let's say, for example, we'll take the flower context. So people will go, but I can go to Marks and Spencer's or I can go to Dunn's or I can go to the market or something and buy a load of flowers. Why is it costing so much? So the easiest way to describe it to people, I'll always say, is that your wedding bouquet, you have a very particular vision in mind of what you want your bouquet to be like. So whether it is peonies, whether it is sort of a a David Austin rose, a lily of the valley or something like that, you may only need 20 to 25 
individual blooms in your bouquet. However, the florist, in order to get the perfect 20 to 25 individual flowers, may need to order in 40 or 50 or even more. Because on the day of your wedding, she's not or he is not going to be able to say to you, I'm really sorry, they didn't arrive the exact colour or they got damaged in transit or something else happened. So from a flower point of view, even, for example, they are going to have to overorder to make sure that your flowers are exactly perfect on the day. Another one which I know that a lot of people don't understand necessarily is they'll know about transport. They'll say, well, why is it a car going to cost us X amount when if I was booking it to go to a party, it's going to cost half that amount? So what a lot of chauffeur companies will do is they will build in a delay, haha, because we know there's never going to be any delays around a wedding. No, of course not. <laughs> so if a wedding is, say, for example, at 2pm, they are going to have to take that car out of commission, so out of regular bookings for, for other events for about four to five hours because they'll have to build in an, an hour delay potentially. You may need the car for um, for photos or something like that. So, you know, it's not just a case of getting from A to B. There are lots of other factors to take into consideration. And I think as well, another thing couples don't realise is, say when they're pricing up food and they get a 15,000 euro catering bill, that's for 100 people. And if you were to bring out 100 people, wine, dine them all day long, it's going to cost you. Yeah, it's not just the food costs as well. I mean, you have to take into consideration that a venue or a hotel, maybe they have to hire in tables and chairs, maybe they have to hire in linens, there's going to be staff involved, there's all of the tabletop. So it is not just sort of the individual elements that you see on the plate itself. You know, there are lots of other costs to take into consideration as well. And as a planner yourself, obviously you understand the time-consuming work that goes into a single wedding in terms of emails, back and forth, compiling briefs, things like that. And I think a lot of couples see, say, a well, they're only working for six hours on the day. They don't realise all the behind the scenes work as well. Let's take the photographer, for example. So the photographer, before they even get to the wedding, will have had to put a certain amount of work in. Maybe they'll have had to go to the venue, do a recce on it. If they don't go before the wedding day, they'll arrive a few hours earlier. So even if you've only booked them for six or seven hours, they're going to be there two to three hours beforehand to pick out the perfect places. They'll have done a wedding check. They'll have checked the distance between the ceremony and the actual venue itself. They'll have your list of all of the different names. They'll have tried to learn off your names. They'll want to look at the different um, types of photos you want. And then post-wedding, they are going to have to do a huge amount of editing. Like those beautiful photos that you get don't just come out of the other end of a camera. They will do a certain amount of editing on those photos before you get them. And then if you want an album, there is a huge amount of work that goes into putting the album together for you as well. There's a lot of fire extinguishers that need to be photoshopped out of your uh, (laughs) wedding entrance. Or emergency exit signs or, you know, like somebody looking a particular way or there's hair over your eyes or something. You know, it's great to say that, you know, in a fashion shoot, there is a whole team there putting moving hairs out of the way from the photographer. For a wedding photographer, they just have to work with uh, the wind and the the veil blowing over somebody's face. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the hardest things for couples to get their head around at the start is that while yes it is just a party it's also not at all just a party like you would never expect the level of service at a 30th birthday party or a 70th birthday party or a wedding anniversary party that you would at a wedding and that's part of what you're paying for. But here's the other thing as well nobody is making anybody spend the money on their wedding 
Nobody says you have to have 80 guests, you have to have 100 guests, you have to have favours, you have to have everything. You don't have to have anything if you don't want to. It is your wedding, it is your day and you should do it the way that you want. And I think people do forget that, that they get so caught up in Pinterest, they get so caught up in the whole planning process and how it should look and how they're supposed to feel. And suddenly they're supposed to have a degree in wedding planning as well, as everything else. And they forget about what the day is and they they shouldn't lose sight of that. So if you want to have two people on the side of a cliff, just go and do it. It's your day. A lot of couples, though, lose sight of that and feel a lot of pressure, say, to have the best of everything. And we always try and encourage couples to prioritise. Is that how you speak with your clients as well? Absolutely. I mean, I would say to people when I meet them first, if you could describe to me in three or four words how you see your day, what would those words be? And then I'll ask them to make both both of them separately because, you know, we we tend to think about brides only, but there are grooms involved, grooms and grooms and brides and brides. So I would ask both of them individually to put together the list of the five things that they feel they can't do without. And then five things that, you know, eh, they could go by the wayside. And then we'll look at the two lists. Hopefully there'll be some overlap because if not, we're sort of in a little bit of trouble and maybe we're doubling the budget. Um, And from that point of view, that's how you prioritise. And you mentioned as well about servers and delivery drivers and things like that. It's important as well to remember that everyone involved in your wedding needs to be paid fairly from your wedding planner and your photographer right down to the person working on the bar till 3am. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a commercial enterprise for everybody, much as we love to think that everybody gets caught up in your beautiful dream. We are very invested in your dream. But at the end of the day, we don't apply for charitable status. We are um, working commercially in this industry. It is a huge industry. um, And people do take the job very seriously, especially with weddings. And, you know, they never forget that for you, it is one of the most important days of your life. And for us every day, we have to be remember that, you know, it's another day for us, but it is your one day. And people do have to be compensated for that. And what do you say to couples who talk about cutting corners on, say, something like photography or floristry or catering? You know, if it's not something that ticks the boxes for you and it isn't something that is terribly important, then don't spend the money on it. I would say about sort of photography or videography, it is the one memory that is going to last afterwards. So, you know, spend what you can afford on something that is going to be your memory. So for you, it's kind of okay to do a high-low version of things. So like, for example, if you're mad for flowers, it's been your dream to have a wedding with flowers everywhere, but the band isn't that important to you and you are happy to have, you know, a youngish wedding band starting out. You think that you can kind of clash things that way and it works out? Of course you can. There's no hard and fast rules. I mean, who has to say you have to have a band? You could have a DJ. You could have just one person playing, playing music. You could have a family member. Spend the money on things that are important to you and that you're going to feel that you get value from. Because at the end of the day, what I will always say to to my couples is that, you know, it is one of the most important days of your life, but you don't want to spend the rest of your life paying for it. I think that's where a lot of the issue comes with these days is that figure of €31,000 that is bandied about, it's the deposit for a house. You know, it's a huge amount of money and everyone can think of a different way they'd like to spend it. So I can see why people 
take issue when it's written down in front of you. But it's also something that you're only going to do hopefully once in your life. A lot of couples do do it. That's not the average cost for no reason. Obviously, there's a lot of couples yeah. spend a lot less, but there's a lot of couples that spend a lot more too. So couples are obviously seeing a reason and a value in, in spending that kind of money on, on the day. And not always couples who are on you know 300 grand a year between them like people on average salaries pay this and it's because they want to have that really amazing day and they want it a certain way you can have an amazing day for two grand or four grand but they want to have maybe it's they want to have everyone from their local village attend and they want to have 150 people or 200 people i think one of the big challenges that people have is as soon as they get engaged they rush into the whole planning process and one of the big things to do is to sit back enjoy it for a while. Think about the type of wedding you want, the style of wedding. And as you said, the elements that are important to you. And then think about, well, how much can I realistically afford to spend on this? And hopefully all of those sort of pieces will meet together at some point. And if not, maybe go back and re-examine the type of wedding that you want and the number of people. I do think a lot of couples plan the wedding they want and then price it up afterwards. Pay for it afterwards. I mean, there is a thing about a champagne lifestyle and lemonade budget. So look at what is important to you, not what you think other people expect of you. You know, nobody is going to judge you on your wedding. In 20 years time, what you're going to look back on is hopefully memories of a beautiful day, not whether you had, you know, a thousand euro centrepiece. What kind of contingency budget would you suggest couples have? I would always put a contingency of minimum 10 to 15 percent aside. Yeah, that's a good call. I feel like I'm constantly devastating people who get engaged and are like, yeah, I want this elaborate country house wedding for 150 people, but I want it for six grand. And I'm like, I'm sorry. But. I mean, our budget spreadsheets, when we put them together, um, run to four pages in length. Wow. Um, and that is literally from ceremony costs through to stationary postage, all different ancillary costs, you know, like not just like hair and makeup, bridesmaids, gifts, uh, groomsmen's gifts, literally everything by the kitchen sink. There's definitely a conception in Ireland that wedding planners are only for luxury weddings. But obviously a wedding planner can save you a lot of money too. I mean, at the end of the day, this is what we do as planners. And, you know, we know where you should spend the money. We know areas where you can not necessarily cut corners, but where you can save money. And a planner will show you a more efficient way of putting together a budget, but also how to spend that budget to get the wedding that you want. You know, you don't have to go to a planner for the whole wedding itself. One of the best things that I know that people sometimes gift me to people as an engagement present is an hour. So where you sit with a planner for an hour or two hours, they will talk you through, pull the ideas out of your head, essentially and put down on paper what your wedding dream will look like and how much that's going to be. And I think that's sort of one of the most invaluable things that a planner can offer you. So when you delivered this spreadsheet to the couples, like in my head, I was like, that must be a terrifying moment for the couples. But putting myself in that position, I actually think it would be quite nice to have the number up front and not to get to, you know, two weeks or three weeks before the big day and kind of say, I'm actually not sure what this is costing me. Do you think it's better to get it all down on paper really upfront in the planning process. 
Some people don't like it. Mm. So, you know, it is a scary thing. And, you know, to get that number at the very beginning, that is not saying that that number always stays like that. Sometimes it goes up and sometimes it goes down. And, you know, every single extra guest that you add on has a knock on effect. I think it is better to get a realistic idea at the very beginning of what you want um, and how much it's going to cost so that you can sort of tailor the wedding to um, the wedding that you want, the wedding that you can afford. I suppose there's no magic way to like bring yourself down to reality when you're talking about what is going to be one of the biggest days of your life. It's tough, like. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of couples hit a point of no return where they're too far invested. And it's Monopoly money now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we call it the runaway train. <laughs> yeah. You can't get off. And who pulls the stop button on the runaway train? Somebody's got it. Somebody has to pull the stop button. Hopefully You're absolutely the right. The emergency, the emergency cord. Yeah. I mean, it, it does have to be the couple themselves because at the end of the day, it's their money. And it, unless they have somebody acting as oversight for them, you know, it can sort of that runaway train yeah. is running away on you. It's your credit card debt, so it's up to you to press the button. So Tara, obviously when you're hiring an expert, you're not just hiring their skills, you're hiring all the experience, the years they might have been doing this particular job, their equipment, their insurance, everything else. And I don't know if couples necessarily keep that in mind. No, I don't think so. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like comparing apples and oranges. So maybe they will look at one photographer and then they'll look at the photographer they really want. And there could be a difference of a few thousand euro in that. So they have to understand where that difference comes from. Maybe it is, as you say, the experience so that the photographer will know that standing a whole group of people in a line is not going to make the best photo. And you are paying for that experience. You're paying for the experience that the photographer will know you're not going to stand looking directly into sunlight so that you'll cast shadows on people's faces. Um, And the same with the florist, like the florist will know that a certain flower will have to come in way ahead of time at a particular time of year so that it can be conditioned and ready so that it will last you for your whole wedding day. So that is what you're paying for. You're paying for somebody's experience, their aesthetic, and also because this is what they do. And I suppose it's a case of if a deal sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Normally around weddings, definitely. Yeah. I think you're paying someone to think of the things that you, A, would never think of and B, are having such a great time that you couldn't possibly think of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the weddings that you attend that feel very seamless and polished, there's often, whether it's the couple or they've brought someone in to like pull the strings behind the curtains as such. And so everything is kind of running smoothly and but they've they've paid for people to do that. There is someone, yeah, at the helm making sure everything flows beautifully. And that's why you have such a deadly time. I mean, it's always the things that look the most effortless are the ones that have taken the most effort. Makeup artists will say about, you know, that natural look is one of the hardest ones to achieve because so much work goes into it. With stationery, for example, like if you have 150 guests, everybody will always say, but I need 150 invitations. And I go, no, you actually don't. Let's take it at 75% of your guests um, because some of them are going to be couples. And that's a really simple thing that somebody with experience is going to be able to tell you because that's something that brides and grooms and anybody getting married falls into immediately because they'll always think that I need the exact number of invitations for the exact number of guests. And there are a thousand little things like that that come out, you know, when you're planning your wedding that you need someone with a steady head to advise you on. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sure the number sounds less scary now, right? Yeah, 31, I think 000. the moral of the story is you can have an amazing wedding on any budget, but it's just about being a bit savvy and, and realistic about what you have going into it. And what's important to you? Pay for it. Pay what it costs. Yeah. If it's in the top three or five priorities, go pay all the out. market rate. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Tara. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was our chat with the lovely Tara Faye. Some great tips in there, Claire. Oh, she's got so many like nuggets. I think um, I'm also I'd love bit... to have her by my side on my wedding day. Yeah, I'm a bit terrified of that level of wedding, but also dying to see kind of the work that she does beside, behind the scenes. I'd say she is a wedding ninja on the day. Yeah, I'd say you wouldn't even have to, you wouldn't notice if anything went wrong. Yeah, she's like a perfect ghost who like comes in, solves your problem, like fades out. Absolutely. I do think it's really important, though, for couples because you do feel a bit like you're getting swizzed the whole time when you're planning a wedding. And I think it's really nice for couples to hear that there's a quality and a service and time that goes into every little element from your dress to your catering to your cake to your flowers. Absolutely. Like parents or even pals your own age might say like, Jesus, I can't believe you're spending this on this. And that's a terrible feeling for you when you know you're just spending the market rate you're just spending what you need for what you want and you've worked hard for the money and I feel like I'm about to go into some kind of sassy (laughs) pop ballad but you do work hard for that money and you should get the day that you want and you shouldn't have to try and justify the cost to other people who aren't planning the wedding it's your wedding yeah don't feel pressured to spend more than you can afford but also don't feel guilty if you like splash out big time on the dress Absolutely. If you want to splash the cash, you should be able. And that's as good of a point as any to end on, I think. One Fab Day Listener Dilemmas. Here on the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, we love nothing more than answering your burning questions about all things weddings. And Selena, you've picked one out of the pile for this week. Yeah, this is a really interesting one. So this person writes, I'm getting married in 13 months and I'm really happy with everything to do with my wedding venue, except the wedding coordinator who works at the venue. She was really helpful initially, but has been giving me the cold shoulder lately. I sent her four emails last week and she hasn't responded to a single one of them. Am I being out of order or should she be paying a little bit more attention to me? Now... There are a couple of interesting numbers in this dilemma. So one being I'm getting married in 13 months and one being I sent her four emails last week. It's a lot. Uh, it's it's <laughs> a lot. Um, no judgment because I would totally be oh, that kind of bride. Me. This was absolutely me. I would be the one emailing two weeks after I booked the venue and saying, um, I just have a question about the curtains in the orangery and of course wrecking their heads. I think the important thing to note for this person is their wedding is still a really long time away in the world of their wedding coordinator. She or he is not necessarily ignoring for any reason. Oh, she probably has um, 10 other weddings that are coming up over the next six weeks for her. maybe just not the allotted time. Like, wedding coordinators have so many weddings on their plate at any one given time. It's not just the weddings in their venue that week or that month. It's 18 months. It could be 21 months. So I think if you're at the 13 month mark and you're not getting a lot of attention from your wedding coordinator, I actually wouldn't worry about it too much because probably when it's a month before your wedding and you are getting down to nitty gritty things, she'll probably be great. Yeah, I think a wedding planner that is not super attentive a year out is often the wedding venue coordinator who's going to be absolutely there for you on the week of your wedding because 
you're their number one 100% focus. I think that's how wedding coordinators have to work in venues. They have to give the most energy to the weddings that are happening now and next week and next month. So this person who's written 13 months out, uh, well done, first of all, for being so organised. And don't feel bad about it because this literally was me. I sent 50 questions to my coordinator <laughs> the first week. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. The wedding venues coordinator will probably come through in the end. Maybe just pull back a little bit and... Re- play hard to get. <laughs> play hard to get and reprioritize maybe what you need to know right away. Like if you are emailing her about like, how will the courtyard be heated? Do you really need to know that 13 months out or is that something you can chat to her about like in the fifth or sixth month? Yeah, you know? or at your next meeting. Yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't worry about it. I think it will all work out. It sure will. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, it's funny. Some of us will never, ever find true love. You are the worst wedding singer in the world, buddy. Sir, one more outburst. I will strangle you with my microphone wire. You understand me? Your non-wedding homework this week. Now, we all know that wedding planning can take over your life if you let it. So that's why we like to recommend something outside of the world of weddings each week for you to enjoy and to have a you time. Now, Claire, the one that you are recommending this week is a Netflix movie. Yep. It's got drag queens. It has. It has Dolly Parton. It's got Dolly Parton. What is it? It's Dumplin'. So we're a few weeks late on this. It's been out since December, I believe. Yeah, but hopefully that means everyone's caught up and can get on board with the conversation. But the reason why I'm recommending this, particularly to people in the throes of wedding planning, is because it has such a good message behind it. It's 
all about body positivity and I think when you're planning a wedding you can feel really pressured to I hate this phrase sweating for the wedding um and there's a Is whole that a phrase thing, yes awful. people hashtag that on Instagram oh no please don't I know um a lot of people feel like they need to lose weight like they need to get clear skin glossy rich girl hair all of that and Watching something like this, because if your wedding is not some kind of beauty pageant, what the hell is it? Um, I think watching something like this is a really nice, affirmative way of being like, yeah, you're gorgeous as you are. You don't need to do anything. You're awesome. There's such a feel good message in this movie. And I have to say, I am a dyed in the wool cynic about basically everything in life. But (laughs) even watching this, I found it heartwarming, but also for the bits where I was like okay they're leaning on a little bit thick there was so many other elements that I love like the drag queens the Dolly Parton philosophy at every turn that was fabulous and Jennifer Aniston as the pageant mom can we please just talk about her intense glamour I know she was beautiful a lot of people have been giving out about like oh she looks really like Hollywood and Botox but I love how the whole point was that she was really glossy and gorgeous and she was trying to dress up as a teenager you can definitely argue that that was authentic yes, to the story. Absolutely. No, I absolutely loved it. And I think if you're in any way feeling rubbish about yourself, it's one to watch. And the soundtrack is awesome as well. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Guys, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We're with you every single week, giving you all the information and inspiration that you need to plan your wedding. If you know someone else getting married and they could do with a helping hand, point them in our direction as well, please. And if there's something you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, you can get in touch as well. You can email us at hello at onefabday.com or you can hit us up on all of our social channels at onefabday. We're on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook and all the rest. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. 